Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Good morning, Christian America. If you've watched this podcast, you know that on Fridays, we continue our journey through the New Testament, through the book of Matthew. If hopefully you've been watching the online Bible study we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, um, leading up to the Passion, leading up to Easter Sunday, leading up to Holy Week, which is, which is right now. Um, hopefully, you've been following us as we talk uh, in detail about the night before Jesus's passion, as he enters into Jesus's passion. And then next week on the Thursday night uh, online Bible study, we're going to talk about the risen Lord, the empty tomb, kind of walking you through uh, the, the stories, the truth of revelation through the scripture in such an important time in our faith. This is an important part of our faith. It's what we believe as Christians. We believe in a risen Lord, as a, in a Lord that although he was king of everything, came, came to us, came to Jerusalem, poor and meek on a donkey, saving the souls of all who believe in him. That is, that is the core of what we believe. Although Jesus has all the power in the world, although he has all the might in the world, he uses it to sacrifice himself. He uses it for compassion and love of us. He doesn't become a tyrant. He doesn't make us do things. He invites us in. And he leads by example as we wish all of our leaders did. It's what, it's what we're going to talk about today on this podcast as we continue down our journey through the book of Matthew, through the New Testament, Jesus is coming to Jerusalem on an ass, on a donkey, meek and humble. And he's greeted as the king he is. So let's get right down to it this Friday, this Good Friday. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community. As always, representing the Christian American T-shirt company, coming to you this Good Friday to discuss Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem. His passion awaits. His kingdom awaits. But it's not going to be without trial. It's not going to be without tribulation. It's not going to be without mockery. It's not going to be without being turned over to those that would persecute him and crucify him. It's so important as Christian Americans that we, that in our faith, that we follow, that we understand the, the true magnitude of what Jesus brings to us. The example, the true magnitude of the example that he sets for us. The true magnitude of the love and compassion that he has for us, that he cares for us. Because if we don't understand that, then we don't understand anything. You can't just simply say, I believe in God or I believe in Jesus, but not understand the true nature of him, not understand, or at least what we can understand is the true nature of him. I don't, I want to rephrase that. But at least without understanding some point of, some part of scripture and to get an understanding of who Jesus was and what the, what the magnitude of it all means, what the magnitude of it all is, you know, we give, we tend to give, me especially, we tend to give the apostles a kind of a tough time. But you got to remember, the, the apostles are ordinary men. 
They're just like us. They're ordinary men. They're not highly educated. They don't come from rich families. They don't understand the scripture from the Old Testament that, that professes, that prophesizes the Messiah, the, the true Messiah. They've only heard, only heard stories. They've got that oral tradition, but they don't have a, an educated background. So when Jesus begins talking in this manner, talking about the kingdom, talking about the Son of Man, and referencing some of these things, like we're going to talk about today, they don't get it instinctively. They don't get it automatically. Let's not forget that it took, it took Paul, Saul, to be converted to Paul, who was an educated man, who was uh, uh, comes from a line of Pharisees, to to understand it. To and even then, it took him years to develop and think about what had happened, what what the meaning of Jesus. Jesus's arrival and crucifixion and, 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 and being risen from the dead, what it actually meant. It took someone highly, highly educated then and divinely inspired to provide that revelation to us, to provide scripture to us. And we're going to talk about today, Jesus's entrance into Jerusalem, making that march, being celebrated for who he is, even, they don't, even though they don't quite know who he is. They recognize him as the king. And he fulfills the prophecy of Zechariah. The disciples didn't know, were intimately familiar with the prophecy of Zechariah. Many of us aren't familiar with the prophecy of Zechariah. If you turn to your books of Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, he talks about specifically rejoice greatly daughter zion shout daughter jerusalem see your king comes to you righteous righteous and victorious lowly and riding on a donkey these are these are the words this is the old the, the old testament prophesizing the new testament this is the old testament making us ready getting us educated and what is to come so that when it does come when jesus does come he fulfills so much of the old testament he fulfills the, the prophets of Zechariah, the, the prophecies of Zechariah, of Isaiah. Um, but the, the disciples didn't know that right away. So although many give them a tough time, myself included, you know, we have to give them a break. You know, not everyone is, is as educated and as learned, um, especially obviously as Jesus. I mean, ever since he was a kid in the temple, he was found in the temple, and the scribes were amazed at his knowledge. I mean, it goes to show you um, the king of the world, and, and, and at this point, he's got a he's got a direct path. He's got a direct mission. His 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 ministry on earth is coming to an end, and so that's what we want to talk about today. If you turn your um, if you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter twenty one, verse twenty one or excuse me, uh, Matthew chapter 21, uh, verse 1. We'll get right down to this, uh, and, and, and let me read this to you. It says, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphanage, on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt, by her untie them and bring them to me if anyone 
says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to you, daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the fall, the fowl of the donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. So there you go. This is what we're going to talk about briefly today, this morning, as you get ready, hopefully to spend some time with your families as you enter this, uh, this back end of Holy Week, this most important time in the Christian faith. This is the, the, the point in which Jesus enters into as a returning king, as a triumphant king, and people are celebrating. He returns into back into Jerusalem, knowing what's about to take place. You know, from the very beginning, his power and his might and his foresight is already intact, right? It's already sharp. He sends out the, the disciples and he says, hey, go pick up this donkey and this uh, and this colt and bring them back, knowing that they're going to be there. So again, j just that's a small miracle compared to everything else that he's done. But he, Jesus constantly reinforces that he knows things, that he's ahead of everyone, that he has a plan, that um, and he's not he's not guessing. He's instructed. You go there. There will be this. Tell them this and they will let you go. They will they will let uh, the donkeys and the and the colt come. Right. And then he fulfills the prophecy, as I just talked about. And in Matthew, he lays out the prophecy. What was said as the Messiah would come, this is how he would come. Again, the people around him don't quite understand it. It's only afterward when Matthew puts this, this gospel together that they are able to reflect back and go, yeah, that's a, that was already prophesied. Of course, how come we didn't know it then? But then notice the people, the people, as always the case, the, the people are smarter than the rulers give them credit for. We see that today. Although we may be uneducated, although we may come from a lower economic level, although we might not have the credit, the, the pedigree of others, of the of the learned, the people know the truth. The people know good a good person when they see it, and the people know when Jesus rides in that he is the Messiah. They recognize it and they call it out, Hosanna, meaning joy 
meaning appreciation, meaning uh, adoration. They adore Jesus, Hosanna, adoration to the son of David, glory to the son of David. They recognize so much, one, that he should be glorified, two, that he does come from the line of David. This is the chosen one. This is the one that was prophesied about. This is the son of man. Do they fully understand the depth of it? No. Do they fully understand what's about to occur over the next three days? No. But they know enough. They know enough to believe in Jesus. They know enough to adore him. They know, they know enough to say that he should be glorified. You would almost say that they have the faith of a child because they don't know it all but they know what they know and they're sticking with that. Now I wonder who gave that, that advice. I wonder who it was that said you should have faith as one of these children was one of these little ones. Oh, that's right. It was Jesus just a few chapters earlier and they scream out and they put their, their cloaks on the ground. They go grab branches and they're cheering. That's why we call the past Sunday, Palm Sunday. They cheer on the ground and, and, and they, they cheer with, uh, with palms, with branches. And they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They recognize that Jesus has come in the name of the Lord. They recognize that the Messiah is something that the Jewish people have been waiting on the israel uh, the, the the nation of israel has been waiting on for hundreds of years it's been prophesied and it's been foretold and that's what they are witnessing imagine to be there when we go through these steps over the next few days when we see the various stations of the cross and the passion the crucifixion the risen lord the empty tomb we walk through these important pieces of our faith together. And it's as if we take part in what has already taken place. And we, and I, I ask you to think about that. This past Sunday, we took part in what the scripture describes here. We praised the son of man, the son of David, being foretold now executing on what was promised. And that's what these people do here in this passage. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And when he entered Jerusalem, the, uh, the whole city was stirred and they asked, who is this? This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. See, they, they, they still don't understand for sure because they're calling him a prophet. Although he's fulfilled some of these prophecies, they expect him to be the Messiah, but they don't fully understand. They don't fully grasp what that means. They don't understand and they don't grasp what the Messiah came to do not to establish his kingdom on earth, but to establish his kingdom in heaven, not to 
be the ruler of all and dictate demands, but to serve people and to ransom his life for those who would believe in him. So we can't judge them for not knowing the depth of which Jesus enters into the city. But the important part that I want to express today is that if you don't know these stories, if you're not reading these stories in scriptures, if you're not following this pattern throughout this week, you're doing yourself, you're doing your family a disservice. Understand the, the, the gravity of what Jesus goes through. Understand the complexity that surrounds his entrance into the city. Understand that the people there living in this once in a lifetime period of time didn't know either. It's confusing. They're asking a bunch of questions. A lot of things are happening. They don't know who, who, who everyone is. They don't understand their agendas. It's an amazing time. And, and through scripture, through these gospels, through the revelation of God, we're able to walk ourselves. And hopefully you have partners and friends and family and leaders in the church community that can help walk you through all these events. Because every minute, every event is a once in a lifetime event. Now imagine the gravity of these events. Imagine the gravity of, of the events that you're living, you and I are living through right now with a global pandemic. It's uncharted territory and it's very confusing and it's, it's very scary. And one day somebody says something, the next day somebody else says something else. They both have titles. They're saying two different things. Sometimes the first guy then changes his decision to match the second guy or vice versa. And we're all trying to figure out what it is that we do, where it is that we go, who are we supposed to believe, which side are we on? Do we wear masks? Do we not wear masks? Do we go to the grocery store? Do we not go to the grocery store? Is it a big deal or is it not a big deal? Uh, how many people are dying and how many, are the numbers right and all this other stuff? I'm not here to make a decision on any of that. What I'm here to say is that it's confusing. At this time, these people are confused too. We got to give them a little bit of, uh, of, of slack for not understanding the depth and the gravity that Jesus, the Son of Man, and what he comes to do. What I ask you to do today and for at least the rest of this Holy Week is to follow along the scriptures, all the gospels. Pick up from at least the night before the crucifixion. At least the night before the passion. Go back two weeks ago to the online uh, Bible study that we did with a couple of brothers uh, on Jesus washing the feet of the disciples the night before Good Friday, the night before his passion, right prior to being turned over. Go back to the online Bible study we did just last night and see listen, study, read about, think about the betrayal 
how Jesus was turned over. And then some of the things that happened that followed on in this action. It's important to understand where our faith is, what our, what our faith is, what we believe, what we say we believe and why it is that we believe it, be able to speak to it. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you got some out of this podcast today. Hopefully you're able to spend some time with your family and your friends this Friday. Hopefully that the, uh, that the pandemic keeps you and your family and your loved ones and your friends safe, your community safe. Um, be safe out there. Do the right things. Listen to the latest guidance. We don't want to. Um, we want to. We don't want to say anything different. Don't take it upon yourself to make decisions that go against what the uh, uh, what the experts say because we, we we just don't know anything right now. So that's all you can do. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, as always, we don't ask for donations. There's plenty of people who who, who need more uh, donations than we do at this point in time. We ask for participation. We want you to speak the word of Christ long, uh, uh, as long as a day is long. If you have a mouth to speak, speak in the name of Christ. If you have a, if you have hands and feet to work, work in the name of Christ. That's what we want. We don't want uh, donations. We ask for participation. You can participate if you want to by going to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. Be a part of the Christian American conversation. That's this podcast. That's liking, that's sharing, that's commenting. That's inviting your friends and your family to this podcast and to uh, to all the content on all the social media platforms that the Christian American community exists and the Good Morning Christian American uh, podcast exists. That's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Parler, um, TikTok, all of it. And then when you're done watching, commenting, sharing, liking, following all the Christian American community's content, we ask that you pick up your own tablet or smart device. Make your own videos. Speak goodness out into the world. We need to turn this cesspool of social media and all its hate and vitriol and pornography and nonsense. And we need, we need to put Jesus in this space to cleanse it all out. The more of us that are preaching the word of God, the better off that we're all going to be. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Monday, until next week, you guys have a happy, blessed, good Friday, Easter Sunday. We'll be back on Monday to talk about the risen Lord, talk about the empty tomb, hopefully. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed week and you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America. <laughs>